You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Well, what a year, brothers and sisters, we have just come through. What an absolute phenomenal year. If there has ever been a year in which our faith in the scriptures and in the Lord Jesus Christ should be encouraged, surely it has to be this year. The things that have happened. In all my 37 years in the truth, I don't think I've ever experienced a year quite like this, where there is so much going on in so many different quarters of the world. We see a world, don't we, in absolute turmoil. The sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear. But in terms of our hope, (laughs) brethren and sisters, what a blessing it is to witness these things. We see the nearness of the establishment of the kingdom of God upon the earth through these things. Now let's let that sink in just for a moment. The nearness of the kingdom of God being established upon the earth. That's what we pray for, isn't it? That's what we want. That's what we live for. And so we've come aside this morning to refocus, kind of reset ourselves to remember the Lord Jesus Christ as the way he appointed and to rededicate ourselves to his service. So by way of starting that process, I'd like us to just have a quick recap of what did actually happen this year. The the, the tumultuous events that have taken place through them we might be able to be encouraged and uplifted and strengthened in our face through seeing these things through prophecy i don't know if you're aware but in january we started the year with 282 million cases confirmed cases of covid19 and then that was to rise to over 500 million cases worldwide by mid-april So COVID hasn't gone away, even though restrictions have been lifted in this country. Worldwide, it is still a pandemic. And on the news this morning in particular, China are really, really suffering with this. So it's not gone away. And then in February, and don't worry, we're not going to do every single month, but in February, probably the greatest event, the most traumatic event that this world has seen for a long time took place. Russia invaded Ukraine. And if we, brethren and sisters, ever needed any more proof that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, then surely that was it. The fact that God has raised up this man to facilitate his will and bring about his purpose. What more could we ask for, brethren and sisters? And that's the event that's dominated the news relatively all year, hasn't it? On and off, we've, we've had other things interjected, but that's been the main news of the year. But there were, of course, other events. In June, the Israeli parliament dissolved and triggered a fifth election in just three years. And, of course, that culminated in the return of Benjamin Netanyahu to office with his Likud party, which apparently now is more far right. And it will be interesting to follow that and to see how that develops. Then, of course, in September, we saw the imploding of the UK government, didn't we, in this country. And that heralded a time of unrest and uncertainty. 
across global markets. They panicked. And it contributed, didn't it, to the already deepening financial problems and issues that, that nations were having because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And it's looked, to set, it's looked set to continue, isn't it? Because the government now have introduced austerity measures to try and recoup some of that £2.5 billion debt. And again, in September, it was a busy month, September, wasn't it? But we witnessed the demise of a monarch. After a 70-year reign, brethren and sisters, which we believe was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 23. It wasn't a widely publicised prophecy before the event, but post-event we can see the clarity of the prophecy, can't we? We've had brethren expounding this for, for a few months now, and it's so obvious that that's what it was referring to. And of course there have been many other things that we just don't have time to go into, but in passing we, we think of the turmoil in Lebanon. We think of the strikes going on at the moment in the UK and in other countries. We think of the protests in China and in Iran that are causing great stress and hurt. We think of environmental issues which still haven't gone away. They're still on the, the high on the agenda. Natural disasters. The ongoing situation in Syria between Russia and Turkey. And that's pretty much gone under the radar, but it's still very interesting to see what's going to happen with that. And of course, Russia's relationship with Iran. Iran now supplying, allegedly, uh, Russia with missiles, drones. So it'll be interesting to see how that relationship develops in terms of our outlook as to what we expect to happen in that region. So no doubt, brothers and sisters, we are drawing to the conclusion of a truly tumultuous year. But I suppose the question for us is, are we stirred up by these things? Are we encouraged by these things? Are we excited by these things? The Lord Jesus Christ encouraged us to watch, didn't he? And I think the danger for us, brothers and sisters, because these things are, are so fluid and, and happening all the time, that we can become complacent when we see these things on the news oh, the Russian invasion is still going on. These are very powerful things for us to be able to use to motivate us in our faith and in our preaching, of course, as well. God is outworking his plan right now in front of our eyes. How remarkable, brothers and sisters, that we are here to be able to witness these things with the angels at work. They must be so busy, brothers and sisters. And I suppose the question for us is, are we... So, by way of preparing our minds to partake of the emblems, as we have been commanded to do, I'd like us to develop a theme that was oddly presented at the Southwest Wales Prophecy Day earlier this year, where one of the speakers focused on what he was looking forward to in the Kingdom Age, when that becomes a reality. And it's also connected to our reading in Haggai last week, where we took the second reading and Brother Mike read it and I don't know if you noticed but he emphasised the two the, the phrase that I really want to pick up on this morning consider your ways it was mentioned twice in Haggai and I think it's a real really poignant phrase for us to work with this morning so I'm going to try and pick up on that and, and run with it if you don't mind so I want us to try and think about the reality of the kingdom seeing lost relatives 
being able to talk to Bible characters from ages past, ask them questions, chat with them. And of course, we all have our own ideas, don't we? And our, our own thoughts about how we expect that time to be. But do we really give it much consideration as a reality in our lives? You know, that tomorrow it could be here. We could be at the judgment seat tomorrow. How much time do we give that process, that thought process? And of course the Lord Jesus Christ is our example, isn't he? So whatever we do, we have to have him at the forefront of our minds when we consider these things. What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do in this circumstance that I find myself in now? How would he react? What would he say? What would he do? And that's got to be our benchmark. I don't know if you've thought about this, brothers and sisters, but have you ever considered, we, we talk a lot about Jesus and the Gospels and the miracles and the things that he did, but have you ever considered the confrontation that he endured, almost on a daily basis, debating scriptures with the Jews? It's really quite fascinating, isn't it? When you think of it in that aspect, his life wasn't easy. Trouble seemed to follow him wherever he went. He was always giving advice out and contending with the elders. Paul, the Apostle Paul, said to Timothy, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. And when we think of the faith, he, he was talking about, he mentioned in Ephesians 6, didn't he, about the whole armour of God, being clad with the whole armour of God, which has been provided for us for this very purpose. To war, to war a good warfare. And effectively what he's saying, he, he's having a call to arms, isn't he? He's saying, Timothy, I want you to be ready to encounter the false doctrines of the false teachers. And he's encouraging Timothy to be that way. Because not only, brothers and sisters, is the world in turmoil, as we've seen, and embroiled in you know, the future possibility of all-out war is what they expect. But the truth is under attack as well, brothers and sisters. We may not see it so openly here at Rugby, but it certainly is. Because the word of God has been pushed so far out of our daily lives in, in normal existence that some people just don't have any concept of what is right or wrong in the eyes of God. It's all about what's right or wrong in your own eyes, in other people's eyes. But God is pushed right out of the picture, isn't he? Now, here at Rugby, we have been blessed with elders over the years that have guided the ecclesia on a straight and narrow path. And we thank God for that, that they, they've been able to guide this ecclesia and, and strengthen us in that regard. Our elected ABs ensure that many of the issues that are affecting the brotherhood do not come into our congregation. We have a wonderful preaching group here at Rugby and much work is done on behalf of the Ecclesia to try and promote God's truth and in opposition to error. And we are very blessed that we have such a vibrant preaching community here at Rugby. But these issues, brothers and sisters, are there. And they are gaining prominence, particularly on social media and away from ecclesias, but it is happening. Now, I'm not going to
going to stand here and tell you what you should and should not be doing in terms of defending the truth. That is not my responsibility. But what I would say, brothers and sisters, is that as individuals, we should all be well equipped to be able to deal, deal with these issues as they arise. That we should have done our research, done our study, that when these issues are raised up and brought to a focal point, that, that we are able to contend them. We must be individually prepared. Things may seem fine and dandy here at Rugby at the moment, and we pray that, they, that that may long continue, but there may be a time, brothers and sisters, when we have to stand up. We have to be clad with that whole armour of God that Paul was talking about in Ephesians. But just returning back to our theme about the kingdom age, we, we know, don't we, that if we desire something in life, and this applies to everyone, it requires hard work, dedication, and sacrifice if we want something badly enough and we pray don't we that by the grace of God that we having been granted the opportunity to be called out of the world into this wonderful fellowship that on that day brothers and sisters it may not be squandered that we haven't squandered that opportunity and it's not a chance is it this isn't happened by chance this is God providing an opportunity and when I think of that day, the marriage supper of the Lamb, it, it always gets to me because, brothers and sisters, when you think of it as a reality, when we're there standing before Christ, there's nothing more we can do. Every opportunity that we've had that has been presented to us has gone. It's over. All we have is what we've done up to that point. There'll be no opportunity for a retrial. There'll be no second opinion, no appeal, because there'll be a righteous judge. He will look at us and he will know, as he does already, brothers and sisters, as you well know, what kind of people we are and what we've done and how we've served him in the time that has been made available to us. It's no wonder, is it, that the scriptures imply that there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth There'll be no blagging it. It doesn't matter how eloquent we are. We, we can't reason. Have you ever given that any thought, brothers and sisters, being there on that day? I mean, we pray, don't we, that of course, that everything that we've done is acceptable to God and that we will be invited into that marriage supper of the Lamb, which we'll look at in a, in a couple of moments. But if we desire the kingdom, it requires of us sacrifice, dedication and hard work. And of course, so much more than if we were applying those things to our worldly ambitions. You know, when we want something in the world, we work incredibly hard for it. But it has to be more than that for what we're doing for the truth. And so we return to the question, don't we? How much of a reality is that day in our lives? Because the two things really are intertwined, aren't they? Our desire for the kingdom and then our actions. I wonder if you've ever encountered the phrase cognitive dissonance. It's a phrase I came across this year and the definition of that is inconsistent thoughts, beliefs or attitudes, especially in relation to our actions or our behavioural decisions. So to simplify that, it's basically do our actions reflect our beliefs? It's quite a powerful excitation in itself, isn't it? Because when we narrow it down to one word, that word is hypocrisy. Are we hypocrites? And nobody, 
brothers and sisters, I suggest, wants to be or certainly have that word associated with us as individuals or as a community. Does the life we lead reflect the people we are, that we have been called out to be, that we invested in, in our baptisms? Are we separate people? Are we constantly aware of whose we are and who we serve? Not just on the days when we're visibly active, brother and sisters, in the Lord's service, like today, for example, or our Bible classes or any other event that the Ecclesia holds. I'm in the life that our brothers and sisters don't see. When we're in our places of work, for example, when we're in our homes, when we're partaking in our hobbies or our pastimes, what we're watching on our TVs or on our PCs, and when we're justifying our involvement in events like today, for example, with Christmas going on. Because we are here today when the rest of the Western world, at least, is participating in a pagan festival. Millions of people are indulging themselves in gluttonous behaviour, aren't they? Really trying to justify that by saying it's a religious event. And, of course, we all know how that pagan event has been developed over the years. But what we read in Revelation today, in our third reading, introduces us to the most wonderful vision, brothers and sisters, that should be there to motivate us and encourage us in our daily walk. We read, don't we, in chapter 11 and verse 15. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15, we read, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That, brothers and sisters, is the event that we long for. The marriage supper of the Lamb, that day of incredible thanksgiving. And won't we be incredibly thankful on that day? But notice it follows a time of the nations raging if we read on in verse 17 it says the elders fell on their faces and said we give thanks O lord god which art and whilst and art to come because thou hast taken unto thee thy great power and hast reigned and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and to them that fear thy name small and great and shouldest destroy them that destroy the earth now that word destroy there is the Greek word diaptherio and it means to rot thoroughly and brothers and sisters isn't that what the world is doing to the truth of God how it's distorting God's truth it's just it's obvious brothers and sisters what's happening in the world they're just completely turning against God and going with their own thing. And it's the nature of man, isn't it? But we read in verse 9 of chapter 19, Blessed are they who are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And is that not our prayer, brothers and sisters, that we are those that are blessed? Yes, we're blessed now. But will we be blessed enough in that day that we will be called to the marriage supper of the Lamb? But accepted because that's what it's all about isn't it brothers and sisters we have to live our lives that that day is going to become a reality 
and that we will be standing before Christ, we will give an account of ourselves and God willing we will all be welcomed into that kingdom. What an awesome day that will be. Well, again, rugby have a lovely mix. Yes, you're all lovely. We have a lovely mix of brothers and sisters here at rugby who are all working tirelessly to help us develop that Christ-like spirit. We have fellowship events, don't we? We have gatherings, we have preaching events, all designed and focused on keeping us on the straight and narrow path and contributing to the whole ecclesia of God. We, we, a light stand, as, as Brother David said, this light stand here in Rugby, how wonderfully blessed we are, brother and sister, to be part of this ecclesia, to be able to be involved in these things that are organised by the whole of the ecclesia. That brings me back to our theme. So what are we looking for exactly in the kingdom of God? Perhaps for the older ones amongst us, and I can count myself amongst that, it's being pain free. Perhaps that's what we're looking forward to, being able to preach the truth to, to, to those who don't know it yet, but without hindrance, brothers and sisters. So there's no hurt or pain in doing those things. And I'm sure it would be different for each of you. you you'll all have your own ideas on, on, on what the kingdom you, you would like to be in that age. But let's use it, brothers and sisters, to motivate us, to encourage us and to strengthen us. Let's talk about this amongst ourselves that day. You know what? Being Christ-like in today's society should make us really stand out, shouldn't it? As individuals. If we're trying to develop our characters to become Christ-like. And generally speaking, our employers in our workplaces, they generally appreciate the fact that we are trustworthy, unambitious, truthful, unpolitical. In fact, all the things that scripture guides us to be as we live in today's society, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was particularly pleased on Thursday after the fellowship class, and, and that fellowship series that, I, that we had on uh, the past five or six weeks, I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been really uplifting and encouraging. But the, the group that was dealing with the world finished with the quote from the first of Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, where it says that, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And I thought that was very poignant at the time and wonderful advice. But I find, brothers and sisters, when you try and explain to people, or certainly your employers, why we are the way we are, their eyes kind of glaze over and the subject quickly gets changed and they move on. Oh, he's going to go all religious on us again. But should we remain silent, brothers and sisters, in our workplaces? This is a big thing at the moment, isn't it? The very fact that they see us as good individual workers or, or good workers is because of who we are, because of the truth. There's no other reason, brother and sisters. So should we remain silent? Especially now with all the issues coming up like LGBTQ and they want to know our position on these things. Or do we make it known who we are and who we serve? Or are we afraid that we might lose our job? Or perhaps get demoted, sidelined a little bit, because they don't want you know, our views being publicised because it's not in line with company policy. 
Is it a concern for us, brothers and sisters, that that is the case? Should it be a concern for us? I don't know. We, we need to answer that question for ourselves. But I certainly think it needs some thought applying to it. Are we people pleasers or are we trying to please God at all times? Perhaps the phrase should be, I am what I am and who I am is a reflection of my belief in Christ and the constraints and the demands that that places upon me. Now that is a phrase I've actually heard from a brother when talking about these things. That's his view. And he was actually a teacher. It's not because of our own philosophy, is it? We're not the way we are because of our own ideas, our own philosophy, something that we've dreamt up for ourselves. It's because we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in our second reading today, in Zechariah, we noticed in verse 2 that the, 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 the people, sorry, the leaders led the people in any direction other than the direction of God. And it got me thinking about the governments of today. And that's very similar, isn't it, to, to how the governments encourage us to be today. Everybody to speak their own truth in their own eyes, regardless of God's truth. But we know, again, from our preaching work here at Rugby, that there are still some who are genuinely seeking out God. I know this from my involvement with Christadelphian Video, and I know the preaching team know it very well too from the seminars. No doubt, brothers and sisters, the world next week will be making New Year's resolutions. I think there's one resolution that we should make. And I suggest it's the one that we make every week. The same one that we make every week. To serve our God better than we did today. That we did yesterday. That we did last week, last month or last year. To be more dedicated in our service. To be more resourceful. And to be more demanding of ourselves. Not waiting to be asked to do something in the Ecclesia, but offering to do something in the Ecclesia. Coming up with new ideas to be able to interact with brethren and sisters and work more closely together as we try to walk a straight and narrow path. So we will be able to say in confidence those, wall, those words that Paul uttered. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not only me but to all them that love his appearing how confident is that brothers and sisters because Paul had lived the life he had walked the walk he did not waver he contended for the faith so that question remains brothers and sisters do we love his appearing do we really love his appearing so it occupies our every thought deed and action because if we're in any doubt, brothers and sisters, about loving his appearing, then we need to address it right now. Examine ourselves as we remember our commitment to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, as we partake of these emblems. We have refocused, we've reset, we're now going to remember. So let us resolve, brothers and sisters, to rededicate ourselves. And so the world blissfully celebrates the birth of what they know not. We now remember the one who reconciled us to God. What a privilege that is, brothers and sisters. I'd like to finish, brothers and sisters, just with a verse from Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12. 
we'll let scripture have the final say. One verse from Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12. It reads, and we pray, brothers and sisters, that we may be the ones that are uttering these words on that day. Saying with a loud voice, and I'm sure it will be a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.